a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome to the Utah Puck Report. I'm your host, Jay Stevens. Gary's not here today, but uh, luckily we got a, uh, a a senior league legend in with us. <laughs> a K3 legend. Nick O'Kane is going to... Uh, you're kind of my co-host today, but you're also... We're here to tell your story. So we want to find out more about you and uh, and, you know... Listen to your hockey background and what's going on now, because it's pretty interesting stuff. Like we're pretty excited about what's going on with you. Yeah, no, it's there's definitely a lot going on, and uh, the, you know the hockey community has really been uh, growing over the last few years. And I'm happy to say that you know a lot of these younger guys that are going far and playing, I've got to play with them, and you know I got to learn a lot from them and everything like that. So all right, well, so let's start from the beginning. Where where are you from? Where were you born? Where did you start playing hockey? So I'm from Salt Lake City, born here, and. It's actually an interesting story where I got started was uh, 2002 Olympics, Canadian family. Dad takes me to the Canada house, which is basically the uh, kind of like the Canadians only, you know, watching all the Canadian teams, everything like that. We watched the Canada-USA hockey game. Changed my life right there. Oh, wow. Day that's one. cool. So that's you're one of the results of having the Olympics here. Absolutely. We've, we've had other guys on here that have talked about it, and it's been that's such a cool thing that uh, the Olympics played a huge part for a lot of you know, starting oh, yeah. hockey here, yeah. and there's a lot. Of, I was already playing hockey, and it was huge for us because it gave us so many new arenas. Right. But all right, so you start playing. How old were you then? So I was actually seven years old, and that was the best part. Is I go to my dad, and I'm like, "Hey, this sport looks really fun. I'm playing soccer at the time. I was like, I think I want to play that." He goes, "I know a thing or two. He actually played semi-professional hockey growing up. Really? Didn't never once told me. You had no idea. Not that point. not a clue. So where is your dad from? He's from Montreal. And where did he play? He played for the junior, I think they're called the Bulldogs. Is okay. that what they are? Out of Hamilton? Yes. Okay. Yeah. 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 Right. yeah, he played yeah. Hamilton until he was about 24, and then he gave it up uh, to ski full-time. He was just a full-blown ski bum and loved it more than anything. And he got married to uh, you know my beautiful mother, and they moved to Utah, and you know, the rest was history. Wow, okay. What Was it skiing that brought him to Utah, or was your mom from Utah? No, mom was from New York. They oh. actually met skiing in Vermont. Wow, okay. Yeah, they both met on a ski weekend and then moved out here, and then... Now they got two kids that just, you know, me and my brother, we're right. all about hockey. So, and how old was your brother at this time? My brother was, I was seven, so he would have been 13. Okay. And we started at the same time. He was 13 when he started, I was seven when I started, so I had a little bit of a head start. So what was your first team? First team, starting out playing the Salt Lake County League. Right. Just playing mites, uh, getting the field for everything, and I was a natural right away. It was one of those things where... Uh, it came easy to me. Skating was really easy and made a lot of good friendships. And from there, I kind of gave up all the other sports. I gave up soccer. I gave up 
baseball, everything. It was just hockey. And from there, uh, my father was actually one of the co-founders of the Salt Lake Lightning, which oh, is okay. the yeah. youth the youth little organization. Yeah. And we didn't really know what to expect. We had known the Utah Stars were around, and they were kind of like the travel team as well as the Grizzlies. Right. So we were kind of just, you know, let's start this from what we get from the county. And, yeah, I mean, when you look at the kids that have played in that league and now going off, you know, playing big places, you know, it's pretty amazing to see that. Yeah, it's, and for those that don't know, back then, uh, so you kind of had a, a couple stepping stones. So you, everybody starts in county, yep. and you start learn to skate first, and yep. it doesn't matter who you are, who your parents are, you got to do learn to skate, and then you do like Hockey 101 or whatever yep. they call it. And then you do, you usually do House League, Yep. and then you, if you do the progression right, you go to Lightning, Yep. which is was... the county's version. Of, they play in tournaments, but they don't do a ton of travel. Yeah, it was all pretty much in-state tournaments. Uh, there was a lot of House Leagues. Ogden had one, Provo had one, Davis County had one, Salt right. Lake had one. So it was, you're kind of just your four big areas in the Salt Lake County, and we would just go at it every weekend, and it was a blast. And yeah, that's, that's cool. That's where it all started. And then the next progression would be what was the Stars or the Junior Grizzlies, yep. and now yep. we have four travel or hockey. five yep. travel team hockeys out of here. And that dilutes it, but we have a lot of good people doing a lot of good things for hockey. Yep. Okay, so what was your first taste of travel team? Was it Stars? Travel First travel team that I played on that was serious was Grizzlies, Junior Grizzlies. Okay. I was 13 years old. So I did county for a lot of years, and it was just because my father was the coach. All right, so what birth year are you? I'm 95. You're 95, yep. okay. So who was on that team with you? The Grizzlies? Yeah. I had Patrick Casper. I had Tegan Pitcher. I had Nick Fornelius, uh, Ryan Solomon. Okay. John Solomon was my coach. All right. Yep, and I'm trying to think of a few other guys, but not a lot of them went on to – they kind of just quit it after, you know, age 14, 15. Right. So – all right, so and that's and that's another thing that's that was a huge problem for hockey is that you had uh, all these issues with uh, guys would quit yep. at fourteen, yep, and then guys would quit again at eighteen. But um, a lot of guys like us and a lot of hockey players start and then they're just done with every other sport, right? And then they play hockey for the rest of their lives, and it's a pretty cool thing. All right, so you had a lot of those names that you just mentioned are college players, yep. local college players mm-hmm. now. Pilcher's at the at BYU, and yep. Casper's at the U. I don't. I want, did he? Is he done? Nope. I He's got another pa- year. I think Patty's got one more year. Yep. All right, we were just talking about that the other night. I didn't know if he'd graduated or not. Um, his parents, you know, have done a lot for hockey here. Oh, his, yeah. his mom's a lot hockey of, diehards. Yeah, hockey diehards. Every day you see on social media, her mom. His mom, his mom is talking so about much something. fun <laughs> on social media. She's out of control. I love it. Um, and then, yeah, his his dad coached a ton. All right, so uh, what was next after that, what, after Junior Grizzlies? So after Junior Grizzlies, I messed around with a few other travel teams, played a little Regulators, played a little Renegades. And, you know, I got to the point where I was starting to get a lot of social anxiety, and that was kind of stepping into the high school mm-hmm. time. So I was, you know, missing out playing with friends. So I actually took a little time off and just focused on high school and just had a lot of fun and ended up winning a state championship with Judge Memorial my senior year. Which okay. was a blast. That oh. was. And what year was that? That was 2013. All right. And who was on that team with you? It was me and Sam Taylor. Yeah. We were the kind of like the dynamic duo. Us two. There were other kids like Robbie Brennan was our goalie. Yeah. Uh, Jack Keller. I don't know if you knew him. I, but, yeah, I know yeah, Jack. We we had a really good strong defensive team, and then me and Sam. I think in the playoffs, I think we scored like 25 of our team's 28 yeah. playoff goals or something. I remember. Like that. I do actually remember that. I was just trying to think if there was who. Yeah, Sam. I love Sam Taylor. Oh, yeah. He's. Uh, second lieutenant in the army now, yep, and yep. Uh, and it was one of those things where Sam, I had to play like the uh, 
like the don't do it because he was always getting in trouble yeah. and I was always getting in between him and the refs and be like Sam just calm down <laughs> we're okay we're, we'll be fine so I was always calming him down and but it worked because he played with an edge and it worked to his advantage very well yeah. he would get kids pissed off and you know he would really take advantage of that and play really good hockey me and him work well really well together yeah he was uh he was a lot of fun i remember i i went to bo- you went back to back state right yep i went to both of those and watched play and um one of my all-time favorite players that i coached uh gus erickson was, oh yeah was, <laughs> just love that kid it wasn't he, he was there the first year yep. and then i think he was, he was actually there for both both of our state championships and then got kicked out of judge <laughs> yeah i know right, why. right, I know right the after whole that story. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. It was a fun little rivalry yeah. between the hockey and football team. Yeah, that's obviously not something we can tell on our show, but uh, <laughs> yeah, that was fun. You guys had a great. I mean, that was a, that was a lot of fun to watch. Uh, it's one of those things where um, you run into one of those it, with high school hockey. If you get two players like that, you can pretty much just run through the season. It really definitely makes a difference. But we don't win that season without five strong defensive players. We had five kids that all played some form of travel hockey on defense yeah. and then a star goalie. Yeah. I mean... And Robbie's playing at Weber State now. Exactly. So we, we were only goalie. letting in two two to three goals a game. Yeah. So me and Sam just had to do the rest and just put in you know one or two each of us and that's game over. Yeah. And back-to-back so, state championships. Yep. That's pretty awesome. Just like that. And then, all right, so you, you weren't playing travel. Did you go on after high school? What yep. did you what So did you I doing? went on to play uh, as soon as high school was over I went on to play one year of U18 AA Eagles and then from there uh, I went on to play for the University of Utah for one year uh, and it was a blast. I had so much fun with both of those teams but it finally got to the point where I was getting really tired. I was getting hit really hard. <laughs> not <laughs> yeah. the big, I'm not the world's biggest guy uh, but I how, play with big heart. How big are you? Five foot seven. Five seven. Yep. And what do you weigh? About 172 pounds. Like you're pretty sturdy. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I've got, we got. But muscle. you're you're sturdier now than you were three years ago. Yes, so 100%. when you're, yeah, when you were playing, I definitely wasn't into like I had had not formed into the full body yet. Okay. The and weight was there, but not the not the muscle. And that's one of the things, um, definite when you talk about going from uh, any other level of college and you start talking about ACHA, yeah. it's. The skill level is it's still great. It's still good hockey. Yep. But the the huge difference between NCAA Division three and ACHA is it's more physical. Oh yeah, those and kids. It's, it's, I mean, there there's still a an art of the the game, but it's a lot more brutality. Yeah, <laughs> guys are guys are looking for hits. This is this is their get away from college time where they can go out on the weekend and you know rather than you know partying they can go and you know crack some heads yeah i had a uh i had a kid when i was at weber state i, th- I think it was our second year of the program and i want to say his name was mike Mazlowski. and i don't want to <laughs> that just that just sounds like an enforcer's name right there well yeah and i i and i but i could be confusing that with the with the thing from uh mike Wazowski. yeah mike Wazowski. <laughs> so i'm pretty sure it was but I'm, I'm pretty sure that's right. I'm, but I could be wrong. I'm, I'm wrong all the time. And, and even when I'm wrong, I'm pretty sure I'm right. Mike Wazowski, also a brute force. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was built the same. <laughs> so just imagine that guy. But he would—he was from Michigan, and he was playing at Weber. And his whole like his thing would—he would literally surprise the guy on the other team by passing him the puck, <laughs> and then just light him up. Just absolutely level guys, and that was the, that was one. That was the reason why he wasn't playing NCAA somewhere. <laughs> and two, that's exact. He just wanted to keep playing hockey so yeah. he could keep hitting guys yep. and have a you know he enjoyed the social life up at Weber right. and they, and uh, they had a house up on campus and you know they lived the life. Right. And he he told he graduated. Yep. 
And there's a lot of guys that uh, that graduate from college and go to college just because they wanted to keep playing hockey. So that's a good thing. That's oh, another yeah. awesome thing about hockey. Yeah, it keeps kids in school. I already had an amazing career when I graduated high school. I was already full-time radio DJ at another radio station. And I honestly don't know if I wasn't chasing the game, if I wouldn't, if I would have just stayed at that radio station and tried to ride that out for the rest right. of my life. So I'm lucky because I went through and you know got a got an education and got my paramedic and you know. S- same thing with me. I mean, the hockey was always there, but I learned so much. You know, just being around other kids, you know, going to school together, and it kept me focused 24 seven. Because when you're playing, you can't just not go to school. Right. You you, you constantly have. A goal that you have to have, and that's your you know your GPA. You have to get good grades and everything like that. Yeah. And then once I was even done with hockey, I kept that mindset of like, okay, even though I'm not playing anymore, I still have to achieve you know those goals that yeah. I set out. And it, th- this surprises me is that uh, so I'm going to start helping at Weber State this year, and I was talking to Kiyoshi Rujin, their head coach. Oh yeah. And I said, so uh, you know, what's the status of our players? What are we getting in? What do we still have? And he's, and he's telling me, and he says, well, this player, this player, and this player are going to struggle making grades, and they didn't make grades last year. And I'm like, oh, well, what's the GPA requirement for ACHA? It's a 2.0. Yep. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I know. And you That's know, minimum effort to not, get a 2.0. Not, not everyone is built for school, yep. you know, and, and I know that, true. and there's, there's a lot of kids like that. But, you know, if you put that desire in their eyes, you know, to let them know what you can achieve, yeah. if you do get that 2.0, there's a lot more, you know, outcome. If you like, if you want to play the game and you want to play it at college, it seems like putting in minimal effort to pull a two point is, you know, you can pull that off. All right. If you want to keep playing the game, you got to put in a little bit of work. Yep. All right. So you played at the U, mm-hmm. and uh, did you graduate from the U? Yep. University of Utah. Graduated in twenty seventeen in economics. Economics. Yep. That's not what I was expecting you to I say. I know, right? Interesting. Uh, I was really good with math. Okay. Really good with numbers. All right. Uh, I was in the business school at first and then it kind of was just not working out my way and I go to my guidance counselor she goes hey well you know you've already taken half the prereqs that you need for econ might as well give it a shot take one econ class aced it no problem nice so I was like you know let's do it let's give it a shot Uh, went through that major made really good friendships connections with some of the kids that you know I had constant classes with and you know I'm not gonna say it was a breeze but i truly loved college it was a great experience for me i got good grades made great friends uh lifelong memories but that's not the path you're going down now nope so how do you go from getting your economic screen and tell us what you're doing now what is so currently right now i am the uh main sports broadcaster for park city television uh as well as i do a lot of multimedia journalism so it's not just me in front of the camera sometimes i'm working the camera uh sometimes we're doing live interviews live shows sometimes i'll host shows so and that all came about uh two weeks before i graduate i'm thinking okay what do i got to do i i I enjoy econ because i'm good at it but it's not really something i want to do i want to do something that's fun so I start going on, you know, websites, looking up, you know, whatever I can. And I did a sports marketing internship at the University of Utah for 18 months. So I'm like, okay, I type in sports marketing. First thing that pops up, Park City TV. Send in my application. Had an interview one week later. She brings Whoa. me in. Yep. She brings me in and she goes, you know what? You got a good voice. You got a good face. How do you want to be in front of camera? I was like, well, I've never done it before. She goes, okay, well, let's give it a shot. Huh. I do a one, one practice interview where I basically just interviewed her. She goes, how do you want to be our full-time sports uh, sports anchor? I was like, why not? 
Wow. Sounds like a Because that's not normally how that happens. Right. I mean, in this building, we have tons of interns right. come through and try to get hired. And obviously, right. we're a KSL affiliate or an NBC affiliate, so... We've got tons of people trying to get oh, yeah. into what you're doing now. So that's pretty awesome. You must be pretty. It, you know what? <laughs> I do have to uh, wear a grill on my face. Uh, my boss did buy me a grill. Oh, so nice. she said I uh, can't take any sticks or pucks to the face anymore. Yeah. So, but Smart. No, it, was, it was one of those things where it's, I'm so confident on camera. Yeah. I'm not scared of anything. I'm not scared to interview anyone. Uh, I remember, you know, first couple weeks in, I was interviewing Olympic gold medalists, NBA players, anything like that. I've never once had any type of fear when it comes to social involvement. So that was one thing. And then just learning the audio side and technical side after that, you know, working the cameras, working yeah. everything like that. Yeah. Now it's a blast. It's a lot more work than people think. Yeah, there's a whole lot more. Especially and when you're with a small – because when we walk in here, we have Josh. We have an amazing Right, producer. you got everything you need. And, like, I know how to run that board, but not as well as, you know, somebody else that – that's what they do for a living – and I know how to do other things because right. obviously I'm a DJ for 103.5 The Arrow. Yep. But we have so many people in this building that do all that work for us where we just walk in. And I'm going to show you in a minute. I'm going to walk in and I'm going to track my I'm – I'm on the radio tomorrow. Yeah. And it's already all in there, laid in there <laughs> for me. All I got to do is put my voice in there. But for you, you have to go and you have to take your camera, set your camera up, find yep. the interview, do the pre-work. Yep. Do the post op. So you got to do the post. Everything. Editing. All, all the it. edit. You mm-hmm. got to. So, and Josh, every time I call somebody a bad word in here or, or say Has something wrong. Has to uh, go and yeah, uh, or, you know, click the little bleep button. Yeah, and- <laughs> I, slip, I slip something that's not KSL ready. They don't even they don't even want us to bleep it. He just has to make the word disappear <laughs> like it never existed. There, there have been a few times uh, where, you know, I've uh, messed up a word here or there, or, you know, said maybe not the right thing. Yeah. You just got to go and post and uh, fix it up a little bit. That's that's a lot of work, and that's awesome that you're learning how to do it all. Yeah, so, it's and that's I mean that's uh, it's similar. I don't want to insult what I don't want to insult Park, Park City TV, mm-hmm. and I don't want to say this wrong, but to me this it's it's similar to going into I'm going to call it the minor league. Yeah, and I don't want to. I no, don't want to insult. No, it really it. is. We we know that we're a small market television station. You yeah. know, we can only be seen on a certain amount of TVs in a certain amount of areas, and we use that to our advantage. Uh, you know, in Park City, everyone knows us, everyone loves us, right? Right. And it's one of those things where I've worked so many high school games, so many events now, where I go by and people wave and say, "Hey, Nick," you oh, know, you know, very we, cool. you know, we loved your segment, everything like that. Very cool. So it's it's starting to get very much more noticed, and my I remember. Not my boss, but the owner of Park City Television uh, and owner of Deerfield Media. He says, Nick, first thing I need you to do, I need you to be a face. I need you to become a likable face that everyone knows. And one year later, I go around everywhere in Park City and everyone knows who I am. Perfect. So it's great, Perfect. great to know. So that's And that's what I'm saying. And I'm just using a hockey term or a sports term. So when you're in the – if you're an athlete in the minor leagues, you do – all the work yep. you got to you're working on your entire game you're working yep. on everything and sometimes you got you know you do like your own sticks everything whatever right you sometimes you got to do your own laundry you get, it yep. depends on the own team and uh and then as you start moving up so that, that's cool because now you're you start with zero college you start with an 18 month internship yep. not a degree in marketing or not a degree in you know any of the communications degrees or, or what we have in here. Didn't have to go to school for it yeah. at all. And so, but you've got to learn it. Yep. And that, Park City TV seems like a perfect place to do that. It really was. And that's, that's awesome, man. And, and that, you're off to such a good start. It'd be awesome to see. Um, so 
similar to what I've done is uh, you have friends from yep. growing up playing hockey, oh, yeah. and I have a lot of friends from growing up playing hockey, and those friends have gone off and done bigger and better things. And I, I, I managed to um, play a little bit of minors and play a little bit of, like my big claim to fame for a while was being a professional roller hockey player <laughs> when the RHI was around, right. and Pro Beach Roller Hockey, right? Which is also very under, underrated. I don't think people realize how hard of a sport that is. Yeah, but it felt it. I, I loved it, and it. But it felt weird that year on my tax return to write professional <laughs> athlete and uh, to fill out because you feel like because you know that's not true. And then that pro beach roller hockey. One thing that people don't know is they played it on ESPN two, and they played it out for weeks, right? And they made it look like oh, this team's playing this team this week. It's really awesome. Well, yep. we played that over the series of three weeks, three weekends, where they'd fly us out. And we'd play like a tournament, yep. and they'd film them, and then they'd do the next week. And then like a month later, they started it. So all the games were played within 96 hours, yeah. and they played that thing out like it was a whole season. Like, it was <laughs> it was crazy, because we just basically played a glorified hockey tournament and, a, and roller hockey, and it was really weird. But, I, you know, it was, it was fun, and I got to meet people there. That's where I met the uh, the Heaton Pro Rep, which got me into being a professional equipment rep, which got me friends like Joe Pawlowski and George Peros, some and, uh, some notable NHL players, right? And that's and like I went from you know just I, I just all of a sudden in my phone right now like I could literally dial up NHL All Stars, and that's how I become. Like, I, I leveraged that. That's the word I wanted to use before. I don't want to say use. That's a very good word. I leveraged it into. Everything else that that helped me become you know more of a pro rep. I got more job offers doing that because you know companies would call me and be like, "Hey, we understand you know an athlete or you know this yep. guy or whatever." And that's how I ended up working for uh, that sports hydration company I worked for for a long time. Is they know you know somebody, so you can use these, you can leverage these friendships. Oh yeah. And so the first interview, I didn't even know you were with Park City TV. Mm-hmm. And I call I when the Kings were playing here last yep. year. Oh yeah, Salt Lake Shootout. And uh, I was setting up to interview Daniel, and he told me he's like, "Well, I'm going to interview with Nick." I'm like, "Well, what what is he doing?" <laughs> and then I got to see the interview. It's very cool. Yep. So, who else who else have you got to interview like that out of your own personal relationships? Who have you got to leverage your personal relationships with? So some of the really cool names that I've gotten to talk to are <clears throat> from University of Utah. I got to talk to Jakob Pertl. Jakob, me and him are really good friends. Uh, now NBA center for San Antonio Spurs. Uh, every year I cover DeLon Wright, his basketball camp that's in Salt Lake City. Uh, another good friend of mine uh, out of University of Utah. Now he is the point guard for the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, I've, did a, I've done a really amazing interview with Brent Stephenson. A lot of people might not know him. He is the American Ninja Warrior. He's lived in oh. Utah his whole life. Uh, and I actually had a mutual friend and reached out to him. And we had an amazing interview. Uh, and I got to watch him kind of just train and, you know, try out some training stuff with him that was a really good one uh and then you know not too many just from my personal connections but i know i've been putting in a lot of really good effort to going and getting things that park city tv would have never gotten in the past so you know whether it's going to jazz games going to real salt lake games uh going to olympic events over at utah olympic oval you know speed skating long track short track and you know just going out there and getting the content that people in Park City might have never seen before. You know, they've seen the local high school sports and just kind of what's happening in their area. Well, I've been 
doing what I can to show that there's way more than just Park City and that we can go cover it all. Well, Park City has a natural tie with Real, right? Because yep. doesn't, doesn't Real practice up there not, sometimes? No, or they, they only anymore. do their new no, field? Park City actually just got a brand new... Uh, kind of like a junior team essentially it's okay. a 20 and under team but you're allowed three players that are older than 20 okay uh so it's essentially a juniors program uh and they uh they just this is their first year and really? they're actually their first home game is tomorrow night wow so what are they called the red wolves park city red wolves i haven't heard anything about that right that's very so, cool so that's another new kind of little thing that uh, park city is expanding on so i have a soccer player at home who watches i mean sets the clock for 5 a.m so you can watch these european games <laughs> But he hasn't said a word about that. I, yep. I wonder if he even knows. That's cool. So, yep, new team. And there's also another one in Ogden. So it's just kind of like the, uh, in comparison, it's like the Mustangs taking on uh, the Outliers. Yeah. You know, that fun little rivalry and two good teams. Yeah, that's cool. That's very cool. And that gives you, that's going to give you way more experience, right? Yep. That's yep. Absolutely. It's nice to have pro teams there. Um, does Park City still have the men's pro team thing? Pioneers? Nope. They're gone. I think I should know that since I'm a hockey guy. But I, they, <laughs> they come and go. And I knew that they were, I know they went away for a couple of years and they were trying to come back and then they were the Spiders, but, biggest, but that's cool. Yeah. Biggest thing in Park City right now is the center of excellence. So it's the home to U.S. Ski and Snowboard. Yeah. So literally two minutes down the road is the home of every U.S. skier and snowboarder training, getting ready for Olympic events, world championship events. So when the FIS world championships were here over the winter, I was with them almost every day for you know a month and a half. And that was one of the most fun experiences I've ever got. Well, that's that's awesome, and that's going to yeah. give you the experience you need to yeah. get to the next market, to get to the next job. Not that I'm trying to convince you to leave Park City Television, but no, everyone knows there's a there's a, a higher place that you want to go in life. Well, yeah, it's and that's a great place to start. I think that's that's amazing that that's yeah. what you've been doing. I want to see, I want to see you be successful. Like you and I talk about it all the time, and in this, it's funny in this industry because having a guy like you, a young guy coming up, and a hockey guy, yeah. there are there's only so many. There's only one hockey mic in the state right now, and I got it. <laughs> and like you, you could be my biggest competition, right? But I want to help you get in. So like, no, like I, I appreciate you, that. Send me all the stuff you have, oh, yeah. and for all the our our big boss here at Bonneville is a huge hockey fan. And it was <laughs> funny. Good. It was funny because we were doing a uh, giveaway or we were doing a giveathon the other day, at, mm-hmm. uh, and he comes walking up to us, and you know everybody else is like, oh, the boss is here, the boss is here. And I'm still sitting there, and I'm wearing shorts at, at this big head. <laughs> I usually get ragged for wearing tight pants. Yeah. That's usually oh, yeah, that's, yeah. that's my thing. See, but maybe that's the new hockey player garb, but the old hockey players, <laughs> we just wear shorts and flip-flops. But at least I had shoes and socks on. But anyway, he comes up and walks straight up to Gary and I, and we talked hockey for a half hour. It's amazing, So right? I, I, I guarantee he's going to listen to this, and we're going to tell him, hey, we've got another hockey guy, we've got another sports guy, and we've got a lot of things going on with KSL, and I'm going to send him your... The, all the information that you send me, Perfect. we're, we're going to get you into this. Uh, we're going to get you hopefully in the next step. I love it. And one of the things that I've noticed that hockey players are so social, man. And I think a lot of it becomes behind the fact that they don't get paid a lot of money. They're not making yep. hundreds of millions of dollars unless you're, you know, Alexander Ovechkin or Sidney Crosby. Right. And they stay very humble. You know, they're really quality guys. You know, you never see an incident of a hockey player getting involved in an incident at a club or anything like that. They're all really just good friends, good people, and they just blend in really well. You yeah. know, when you put them in public or anything like that, they're not, you know, people don't get starstruck or anything. You know, they're just genuinely good people that love to do what they do. One of the things I always kind of credited that to is billeting. Yep. One, one, they don't get paid a ton of money. 
two, they're not usually coming. You know, they're not. Uh, I don't know. They just they're farm workers. They're whatever. Yep. You know, that's that's the traditional hockey players oh, of yeah. some farm out of Canada, right? But three, we're I think we're one of the only sports where at fourteen years old you get pulled out of your house. And you have to go live with another family, and you have to fit in with that other oh, yeah. family. Yeah, you can't be a troublemaker. Right. You have so you to have, abide by yep. their rules. And and if you don't, then you get kicked. If you get kicked out of a billet house, you could lose your spot on that team. Well, one of the biggest things for me is a lot of people know this. Hockey's not a cheap sport. It's very expensive. Right. Gear, travel, right. everything. So it's one of those things where you can't really afford to be a stuck-up little you know child that you know is. Right arrogant and you know i want everything all that you know you kind of have to just basically say thank you for everything that you've been given and take that to your advantage i still thank my parents i'm still using the same gear one it's not because i'm broke but because i love my parents (laughs) but i still use the same gear that i've had since you know my dad bought my last pair of skates when i was 16 years old wow that's cool you know and it's one of those things where like i said it's not because i'm broke it's the respect out of the parents yeah i'm still using my old gear because i'm broke (laughs) And I get free gear. Right. And I'm still too broke to get more. No, I don't get free gear anymore. But, but yeah, no. It, no, that's it, cool. It, that's it, taught cool. Me ve- it taught me very well how to be humble, yeah. um, how to appreciate others, and just to basically take advantage of those, like I said, those friendships that you make at a young age because you never know. Like a guy like Daniel, you know, one of my best right, friends from right. childhood, and now I'm interviewing him playing in the NHL. Yeah. Who would have thought? Yeah, and that's, and that's crazy because same – you know, we've, we've had Daniel in here, and it's, it's uh, actually, maybe we did him through Skype, but it's one of those things where you, we've known him, I've known him forever, and yep. you never know which one of your friends is going to branch out, because right. Daniel had his ups and downs as a, right. as a kid, and uh, Trevor was, you know, struggled through the teen years. One of the, the few kids that we've had in here that were, that you always knew was going to be amazing was like Halloran. Yep. You always knew he was going to be... He was a stud from yeah, day one. Yeah. Just like his brother. And we've had other kids that you, that were the best kids from age 5 to 15 fizzle out at that age group oh, yeah. or they didn't grow enough or whatever reason they didn't make juniors, they didn't make the pros yep. or, you know, they end up in the, you know, men's league with the rest of us. Biggest story that, or biggest, you know, influence that I have is Garrett Metcalf. Yeah. As a young kid... I'm not even joking. We would play him and be like, we can't lose Garrett's in that. Like, playing against him. Mm. Like, there's no way we can lose. We're going to light him up all day long. That kid put in so much time and effort to train, work hard, work yep. out yep. every day, and was one of the first kids he got drafted years ago. Yeah. And, you know, still drafted by Anaheim. And that made me so happy to see a kid that not necessarily got picked on, but he went through a lot of struggles as a young child. Yeah, and he admits, to really work through it. It we had him in here too, and I don't know if you heard that interview, but he talked about how, you know, when he was younger, he would find excuses not to work hard. Oh yeah, and is he 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 stuck at it, which was the cool thing because we've had, you know, I ran I ran my goalie camp here for 19 years, oh. and uh, we're not doing it this year for all those people that I, like that don't know yet. Our camp's not going this year because of the cancel. Uh, because of the ice time, yeah, that's that's uh, they're shutting down Steiner All for the summer. Solid count. Yeah, solid yeah. Counties. So that's that's that put the pinch on us. But for 19 years, I've had goalie camps, and we've had really good goalies come through. And we've had also we've had goalies come in where they just realized goalie camps a lot of work. Oh yeah, and it's a burn on goal. Like the first skate in the morning, one hour, 15 minutes, no pucks. <laughs> it's just <laughs> oh skating God. drills. 
And Garrett was one of the first to admit. He's like, he would always find a strap or something and go off to the side and yeah. act like it was broken. Yeah. But he kept at it. That's that's the, one of the big differences. And it's a Walt Disney quote. Often the, the difference between winning and losing is not giving up. Yeah. And, uh, he, you know... Getting drafted is a pretty big win. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and he's still playing Division One hockey at the highest level. Yeah, it's awesome to see. It's awesome. Okay, so we're, we're, we're hoping that you're successful. I'm, I'm 100% behind you, and I'm hoping that everybody that listens to the show is, uh, is, is going to start looking over, pulling up your whatever they can do with PCTV yep. and throwing you some ratings and throwing you some likes and loves. I would love that. And, you know, I, I've been trying really hard this last – it's been one year with Park City TV, actually, almost exactly one year. And, again, a lot of it is just – marketing myself you know it is one of those industries where you you do have to be a little bit of you know a little selfish you know oh, yeah. you are you are, you are there for your station but in the end goal you have to take care of yourself to provide for your family so i do the exact same thing and like random people will say hey what's your favorite podcast and they're looking for cold and yep. they're looking for like a legit podcast and i'll constantly i'll always tag my own podcast in there yep. it doesn't matter and then anytime says some somebody says anything about hockey or anything i always I always throw our thing on there, and I'm like always trying to shamelessly plug this show. One because I want it to be huge, because I want it to be successful for for myself, but also I want a, a voice for hockey in Utah. Yep. This is the first year where somebody actually talked about what happened in high school hockey, and oh, yeah. we actually saw some positive change. We created a little bit of controversy and got positive change in Utah high school hockey. And we got to talk about all the stuff that's going on with club hockey and got to promote some of those guys and see what's going on. And a lot, I, it's amazing to me how many people did not know we had Garrett Metcalf that had been drafted right. until they heard it on the yeah. show. And they didn't know about Daniel. Because, you know, there's one story a year on these guys. Exactly. But we get to talk about it all the time. And then we have guys like, we just got off the ice with Mason Manick. Yep. The kid's unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, there was one shift out there, you know, and it's, I'm not saying that, you know, we're not good. You know, I've got kids on my team that played D3, juniors, all that. He went right through all of us. Yeah, and me. Yeah. Uh, I know. I was. <laughs> they're good. And it, it's, uh, I played against him the other night. He got 13 goals on me. I, I gave up, I gave up, I gave up uh, 13 or 15 goals or something. I was keeping track for a minute. And at one point, I'd given up 10 goals and Mason had eight of them and then assisted on one of the other ones. And I was like, oh, he's unbelievable. And now people know. Oh, yeah. And now people can check that out and watch it, and it, it creates... Uh, it's a buzz. Yeah, and it, it legitimizes what we're doing here in Utah hockey. We're not just guys that go out and aren't... Well, I'm still terrible, but we've got guys that are coming up that are going to be something big and I've got and guys well. from East Coast that have played on our men's league team. They're like, hockey, Utah? What are you talking about? Come out here. First game, they're not ready. Yeah. They're like, wow, I did not know this was out here. We have players now. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely. Fun. All right. Well, uh, I mean, that's that's really. It. I wanted to get you in here. I wanted to talk about uh, you know, tell your story. Appreciate and it. You're definitely going to be. Hopefully, you know. I, good luck in all sports, but I'd love to see you be able to put this something into hockey because I love it. We need another Utah guy in hockey, and if you're not going to play in the NHL, then you might as well be an NHL play-by-play guy or uh, go be pretty on one of those cameras. You know, I would love that. All that right. would be something that I would uh, be okay with. <laughs> Nick, thanks so much for being thanks, on the Jay. show. Uh, if you haven't subscribed to the podcast yet, just text PUCK to 57500. Uh, you can also go to kslsports.com and look at their podcast. Of course, you know, there's all kinds of cool podcasts. We have Scott Mitchell has, I think, 3,300. 30, yeah, he's got a lot of podcasts. But... Uh, you know, we're on there. All you got to do is click subscribe, and then you'll get all these awesome interviews that we have. And, um, you know, that's really it. 
Nick, again, thanks for being on the show. Thank you again. Hey, you know, you might see me in the future. You never know. All right, perfect. We're looking forward to it. Hopefully right here on KSL to start. And that's it for the Utah Puck Report. You got it!